does St Helier need? £120 million of private sector investment in 238 flats and a new apart hotel? We'll be finding out on today's Bailiwick News Pod with me, James Filial. That's what Le Masurier is now proposing for a development called Les Sablons, which will sit between King Street and Broad Street on one side and Commercial Street on the other. With covered walkways and courtyards linking the two, the developers say their plans will regenerate a rundown area. It's not the first time this site has been in the news. You may remember J1, an office development, that actually got planning permission, but in the end it didn't go ahead. And more recently, the site was almost the new government HQ. The Masurier will be hoping its third time lucky with Les Sablons. Their plans will be on show at the Town Hall from today until Saturday for this two-acre development in the heart of St Helier. To take a look through them, I'm joined in the podcast studio by the firm's MD, Brian McCarthy. Mr McCarthy, welcome to the pod. Now, um, set out um, exactly, firstly, which site we're talking about here when we're talking about uh, Les Sablons. So this is a two-acre site, as you quite rightly put, between Broad Street and Commercial Street. So the properties on Commercial Street uh, are from 19, 21, 23, 25, 27 and 29 Commercial Street and the former Barclays Surface Car Park. And they extend all the way through to uh, Broad Street, which is 31, 33, 35, 37, 39 and 41 Broad Street, which is the mortgage shop uh, all the way through to the former Barclays property. Okay, so it's a, it's a substantial site. We're talking about um, two acres, but um, people will be able to imagine the shop names that you've spoken about there, and that extends all the way across that whole block to uh, to Commercial Street. So I mentioned um, two of the previous iterations. Let's maybe start with the history. I mean, firstly, J1, uh, originally an office development. You've now moved away from uh, from from an office. This is obviously uh, residential plus uh, some leisure. So on the re- on the um, J1 consent. Uh, which was 280,000 square foot of commercial office space. We were courting uh, RBC at the time, who had 150,000 square foot requirement in the market. We were competing with Dandara and JDC, and as we all know, they opted to go to the Dandara site at Gaspé House. So we revisited our plans, and uh, in 2020, um, we ran through a government procurement route for a new government HQ. We got to the point where we appointed approved contractor, um, but there were some disagreements, I'm kind of bound by a confidentiality agreement, but it meant that that project, for whatever reason, did not go ahead. We were looking at alternative options and um, just really identifying what the island needs are in terms of the site. We know about tourism with the number of beds halved. We know about the hotel closures in and around St. Helier. Um, we also know about the chronic island shortage of uh, housing, and particularly first-time buyer uh, housing, when you look at the housing needs survey. So we talked to a number of hotel operators um, and we've now got an agreement to lease with Stay City. But Stay City were actually in a really competitive position with two other potential uh, occupiers wanting to come into St Helier, which I think demonstrates the strength of um, or the resurgence of the tourism industry and the lack of new stock in, in town. OK, so we'll, we'll, we'll go through all of that in a second. But I just want to pick up on this point in, of the change um, in what you're proposing for it. So we, we, we went from um, from offices to, to government offices, now to mainly residential. 
Um, why do you think that will still work when obviously previously your head was much more around the, the, the commercial, the office-based development? I think you know, the pandemic's had an impact in, in office accommodation. So globally, occupiers are reviewing their office strategies and working from home is you know, the norm uh, in some cases. So the demand for that quantum of office space just isn't there, um, which kind of forces us to look at alternatives. But as I say, when you consider a hotel uh, and the chronic need for housing on the island, it, that's, the, the whole concept of less of long kind of morphed from, from that in terms of what, what is the market, what are we actually delivering for? But residential in that area, though, I mean, I, I need to just think quickly, but I can't think of any other homes along that, that stretch. So it's not a place where normally you'd find people living. The residential units will be above ground floor uh, bars, cafes and restaurants. So if you picture um, certain squares in London, perhaps, where you've got the animation at ground floor level with the cafes, bars, restaurants, um, with the residential above, we're basically mirroring that. Um, And because the site is sandwiched between the main retail pitch and the main office pitch, I think it would be a desirable place to live. Okay. Um, the Mashrio's focus has changed. So I remember we spoke um, some years ago now and you said your focus was now going to be much more in the UK. Y- yet here you are with another multi-million pound investment and development in, in Jersey. What's changed? Uh, that was a decade ago, James, wasn't it? It seems like a long time ago. But yeah, we, we, we had a falling out with the planning department in 2011 um, when we were looking at a development on our Bath Street site. But um, yeah, things moved on. We came back around the table with the planners. We put forward a proposition for Merchant Square. Again, uh, a tourism boost because that was underpinned by a Premier Inn, with a Premier Inn coming to the, the island with their second hotel. Um, that's now under construction. Uh, the hotel's about to open. Um, we've, our, our direction in terms of investment, we're still heavily invested in the, in the UK and, and throughout Europe. But we see opportunity now for investment uh, in, in Les Ablon and in Merchant Square. And to combine these two projects, you know, £200 million worth of projects. OK, let's look in a bit more detail about the particular project, the Les Ablon project. So we're talking about uh, 238, um, I called them flats, obviously I'm sure you'd have a, a, different, a different name for them, but 238, one, two and three bedroom. That's right. And if you look at the housing needs survey in the owner-occupier category, there's a massive shortfall in one, two, three and four bed accommodation in that sector. Okay. And we've seen in Merchant Square, we've got 79 apartments still to sell in Merchant Square with a waiting list of over 1,200 people for those apartments. The demand is huge uh, and there's a huge undersupply. Okay. So you think there'll be, uh, I'll hold just a fortune on this, but you think they'll be relatively easy for you to sell those? They'll go quickly? We have aimed to differentiate ourselves from the market. So although you know, these are expensive apartments, that's a function of the market in Jersey, they are affordable relative to the competition. Um, they're more generous in space. Every apartment has a balcony. We're creatively looking at um, office space within the development so you've not sat at a PC on your kitchen table to when you're working from home, you do have a dedicated office space. So trying to be a bit creative to differentiate ourselves from the competition, which I think we've achieved in Merchant Square. I'm confident we will achieve in Les Ablon. Okay. And what about the Apart Hotel? Tell us more about that. So this is a wild Apart Hotel by Stay City, um, which is a fantastic concept because um, as well as... Uh, beds, uh, suites and apartments. They cater for business travellers that perhaps on secondment want longer stay durations, but also open up uh, family holidays to Jersey, which is quite limited. Um, you know, nobody wants to be necessarily staying in a, one, in a, in a single bedroom uh, hotel room. 
So to have an apartment and the facilities associated with that will be more attractive, I think, to family long-stay duration visitors. And what about the competition with the rest of the tourism product in Jersey? Well, I think it's healthy to have that, that competition. As you know, we're opening a, a Premier Inn um, in Merchant Square. As you travel around uh, the UK and Europe, you kind of get these hospitality hubs where you might have a Premier Inn next to a Say City, next to a travel lodge, next to an Ibis. And that's, you know, I think that's healthy for Jersey for its tourism industry and attracting visitors to the island. But these would, be, these would be self-catering though as well. So it's a different, it's they're, a different part of the offering. They're, they're serviced um, apartments. So they will be cleaned. Um, there is guest laundry. Uh, there's a gym on site as well. Okay. All right. So the, um, the you, you're accepting it will compete, but that competition presumably brings everyone else's standards up as well. Exactly that. Okay. All right. Um, so what else in the development? We talked about the, the apart hotel. We talked about the, the residential. What else? There's 10,000 square foot of uh, retail space for cafes, bars and restaurants. And we're talking to local operators and some UK national operators that have expressed an interest in coming into Les Sablon. I can't name any names at the moment, unfortunately, but uh, there's some national UK operators that uh, are very interested. Okay. I mean, the name itself, um, it, it tries to tie back to the, uh, the, the facet of the seawall uh, being along that, that stretch of St Helier. How, how does this development protect that heritage? So... Commercial Street is the historic shoreline of St Helier, and everything to the south of that has been reclaimed. The boats used to anchor up at um, Commercial Street, and then the properties we own were long, narrow warehouses. And Broad Street being the oldest street in St Helier was where the first shop fronts popped up with the merchants selling their ware. There's a watercourse that runs from Pitt Street across the north of Les Sablon and down Conway Street, which was where the early settlement of St Helier began. But bland get, sand kept blowing in from, from the beach into the emerging town of St Helier. So back uh, centuries ago, they erected what is now known as the Harbour Wall, which was a wall created about from materials that could be found at the time to prevent the sand blowing in to the emerging town of St Helier. And hence Lesser Blonde, which translates as blowing sand, and will be respecting um, the Harbour Wall as part of the development. What, what does that mean, though, exactly? So it'll be a feature as you, the, the entrance into Lesser Blonde from Commercial Street will run alongside the harbour wall. You will then come into a large landscape, vibrant courtyard. But the harbour wall then from the, there'll be a restaurant on site which will have an alfresco area respecting and observing the harbour wall which will be lit, um, greenified. And also we've got two local artists who are internationally acclaimed for providing artwork that will complement the, the harbour wall and indeed the facades on Broad Street. Okay. I mean, it's been, um, I th- oh, you're going to use the word controversial site over the last couple of years through COVID. Obviously, the closing of Broad Street uh, has been a subject which we've covered extensively on Bailiwick Express and people have commented on a, a, a lot. You know, there were lots of uh, lots of issues around that. Um, does this development rely on Broad Street being pedestrianised? It doesn't rely on Broad Street being pedestrianised. And frankly, that's outside of our, our direct control. What I would say, though, if Broad Street was permanently pedestrianised, then there's a there's synergy with Lesser Blonde and the opportunity actually to create, if you think about King Street, Broad Street and our new street, um, to create a centralised core, pedestrianised core of St Helier, particularly with the uh, Charing Cross and the, the emerging parade, a potential pedestrianisation leading up to the new state's HQ. So most towns and cities have a central pedestrianised core to them and this is an opportunity to do that in a joined up fashion. Okay, so just to be really clear on this, it's, the development will go ahead anyway, whether or not Broad Street is pedestrianised, but it is something you would support. Correct. Okay. All right. So 
What about the the effect on the rest of well, perhaps not the rest of St Helier, but St Helier around that development? So, say this does go ahead, you've got your uh, display at the uh, the town hall over the next couple of days. Then you have to go through the planning process. So we're still a few years away uh, from from completion, uh, at least. Get to that point, it happens. What do you then see happening uh, around it in St Helier? If we submit a planning application in, uh, by the end of this month, um, we would reasonably expect consent by September. So under construction, Q1, 23, completion, end of 25. Um, it's difficult to, uh, to project that far forward in terms of the immediate environment, but I think um, given the quantum of investment and the fact that we'll have visitors, residents, tourists on site, I think it'll only complement um, the surrounding environment. And hopefully create what we're aiming to, to create is a, a vibrant core of St. Helia. What do you see the problems with this? I'm sure you've sat uh, and considered where this might go wrong. So as it goes through the planning process, what are you concerned about? Do you know, that's a really difficult one. To, there are so many um, virtues of Les Sablon. Um, in the past, we've had issues with heritage, but we're actually uh, respecting um, the harbour wall and the facades on Broad Street. So we don't have a heritage issue. We're actually enhancing the features that are there. Um, the height and massing is all protected within the um, J1 consent. So we're no taller uh, or bigger in mass than the consent that we've already got. Um, so it's actually good, difficult. I, I can't say, I, I think this is a great thing for St Helia and a great thing for the island. Okay, and you've got your display at the town hall for uh, the next three days. That's correct, yeah. Brian McCarthy, thanks very much. You're welcome. Thanks, James. That was Le Masri's MD, Brian McCarthy. Remember, you can see the Les Sablons plans at the Town Hall until Saturday. You can also check out our sister politics pod, which this week is with Senator Tracy Valois. You can find that and this pod in all the usual pod places. Please do remember to like and share if you can. It really helps. And you can stay up to date with all the latest news, investigations and features at bailiwickexpress.com or on one of our DAB and online radio stations. That's it from the news pod this week. Thanks for listening.